Hello everybody, welcome back to 929. We are in chapter um, 22 of Leviticus, Chavbet, Vaikra. And then here we're going to be talking about the restrictions. It talks about the restrictions to the consumption of sacrifices and Toma, um, heaven offering. And basically it says that if any man among your descendants comes near to eat the holy sacrifices and he's in a state of impurity, he will be cut from before me, I am God. It's basically saying, you know, you cannot be impure to have the toba, um, all the restrictions. Um, no non-priest may eat holy toba. Um, yeah. People who have tzarat, people who had contact with creeping creatures, um, who would touch the dead body, or like a woman who is menstruating normally or abnormally, a woman who's giving birth. So those people, no, they cannot touch it. Um, what I found interesting um, is says here, if a priest acquires a non-Jewish person as a slave, he becomes the financial property to his master. So he may eat Toma. Likewise, the children of a non-Jewish slave woman who are born in his house may eat his Toma. So I thought that was interesting. Like Jewish slaves cannot have tuma, but non-Jewish slaves can. Um, I also thought it was cool that if a priest's daughter becomes widowed or divorced, I mean, not that that is cool, um, and she has no offsprings from him, she may return to her youthful status in her father's house, household and eat her father's tuma. Um Hmm. Yeah, so it just talks about that a little bit. Um, then it talks about the prohibition against offering a blemished animal. And um, and basically this is to fulfill one of his vows or one of his pledge offering, which he promised to offer up to God as a burnt offering. It should be an animal which will be accepted favorably by God for him, namely a perfect, unblemished male from cattle, sheep, or goat. Um, it's interesting because to fulfill one of his vows or one of his pledge, since a pledge offering is given of your own free will, you should not think that whatever you contribute is good, be it blemished or not. Everything that is dedicated to God must be done as perfectly as possible. Rabbi Ovadia Sforno. And it should be perfect. An important theme of the sacrifice is to arouse your thoughts and feelings towards God. Therefore, the animal which you offer must be perfect. Otherwise, your inspiration will be incomplete. It's so crazy because, you know, when if we do something mundane, um... Like, then maybe we don't strive to perfect it because we're so used to it. 
you know, like brushing our teeth, you know, like we don't really have like the inspiration to make it perfect. Um, I feel like um, if you're, if you, Dafka, like have to find something perfect, something, do something perfect and find it, look for it, you know, it's, it's not even really up to you to, it's, it's, it's part of you, like you're Stadlut, and then like the, the thing, the things you find, and you, you're really like in it, you're really in the mitzvah, because you really have this mission of doing something perfect, um, I, I feel like that, and I'm so grateful for, for holidays and for change, because the texts and even what we read um, are different, just as the sacrifices would be different if we were in different times. And the fact that it's different kind of like, whoa, all of a sudden our eyes are not used to these words and saying it so mundanely. So then it gives us more inspiration to focus on the words. And I really, really like that. Yeah. Um, um, so it says here, you know, when an ox, sheep, or goat is born naturally, it should remain with its mother for seven days. Then from the eighth day onwards, it will be accepted as a fire offering to God. You should not slaughter a mother ox, sheep, or her child in, in one day. The Torah teaches us extreme care when it comes to animals, since it is natural instinct for a mother animal to feel love towards her children. Just as humans do, it is forbidden to slaughter a mother and a child in one day in order to prevent the killing of a child in the presence of its mother. Yeah, um, this is this is interesting. I'm just going to read this Kabbalah bite. Sorry, I'm going to read this thing from Rabbi Avram Samuel Benjamin Sofer, 19th century. Accepted for you. Literally, this means at your own will. After a person survived a particular danger, he was re required to bring a thanksgiving offering despite the inevitable feeling of gratitude after escaping danger. He would still rather not have gone through the experience in the first place. So the thanksgiving offering is not something likely to be brought at your own will. The verse teaches you that when you experience something dangerous, it is by divine providence in order to foster a greater bond with God. You ought to see it as something beneficial. And then your thanksgiving sacrifice will be at your own will. This is really, um, I can really relate to this, especially now. Um, last week, um, my husband and I, we came back from San Francisco. We took an Uber to come back home. Um, we were really tired, you know, after a seven-hour flight. The Uber driver was not particularly nice, you know. Ben was putting the suitcase in the in the in the back, and he came out, and he was like, "No, don't do it like this, because this is why I came out, because I don't want you to to scratch the 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 trunk, blah blah blah." And like Ben didn't do anything, you know, like chill. We just came out of a flight. Um, we're just, and, and the fact that he said this is why he came out, normally any Uber driver, Lyft driver just gets out 
to help you anyway. But the fact that he said that he came out so you won't damage the car is kind of like asshole of him. Sorry for my... Okay, sorry. It was very mean of him to do that. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay. That was number one. Then the guy was driving really, really fast in his fancy like red sports car. I don't know. It wasn't a sports car. He was just like a wannabe... I have a sports car, um, and he was driving really fast, but whatever, like, it bothered me, but I also wanted to get home really quickly, so yeah, it was at night. Um, okay, we arrived to, like, Times Square, around there, um, and out of nowhere, he drives really quickly, and he hits like like he runs over a motorcycle or like a bicycle motorcycle um and it was like these guys all around the car and the guy was okay but he got up and he's like you know he wanted to beat him up and so they're starting to like bang on the doors and hit the car and all this and me and ben are in the back like oh my god you just ran over a guy and what do we do now because like if we go out they'll kill us and but okay so I don't know how but the driver managed a way to like get out to like into this like street meanwhile like they broke his windows his mirrors like the back of his car you know it was just a wreck and I don't understand how it was really a really miracle like literally like this um that I would definitely bring a Thanksgiving offering if I you know, if this was in the time of the Mikdash. Um, and he just, we stopped somewhere, we took our stuff from the trunk, and we just called another taxi just to get home. But we were both, like, traumatized. We were scared for our life. I was shaking when I was in the car. I was shaking, and I was, like, even saying my side because I was scared for my life. The thing is... This place is scary, and you never know when, like, a gang of people gang around around you, and especially here in America, where guns are legal, you never know when someone can just pull up a gun, and that's it, it's the end. Like, that's the scary thing about America, that... Um, it's scary, it's just scary, like, knowing that anybody can have access to that. So, yep, that is that, but Baruch Hashem, to end it off well, we are great and well, and I'm still out here doing 9 to 9, um, and uh, Baruch Hashem, so pay attention to your words, put importance in your davening, because that's as close as we get um, to that. Thank you for listening, Yashir Koach.